0: Dear Santa, where are you? And why aren't you answering any of my calls? You're not with that Mrs. Claus again, are you? Well, either way, I was hoping you might be able to find it in your big, jolly heart to grant me just one wish this Christmas. I wish that David and I could go back to filming in-person videos. Ho, ho, ho! Oh, hey disembodied floating head of Santa. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho! Hello, Nick! What are you doing here? Shouldn't you be at the North Pole getting ready for for Christmas or something? Well, why do you think I keep all of those elves around? <laughs> Free labor, am I right? Well, that on Amazon. Wait, wait. You have Jeff Bezos working for you? Well, it is a heavy load off of my jolly sack, that's for sure. Well, Santa, can, can you do it? Can you grant my wish? Nick, we both know that I can't do that. You and David are both growing up into fine, upstanding citizens, who each lead their own busy lives and are just trying the best they can, every day. Yet, you're still able to make time for each other, despite the odds against you. Now isn't that the best Christmas gift of all? You know what, Santa? I think you're right. Hey, can I make one change to my wish? You got it! Ho ho ho! Victor Wooten,
1: am I a better bass player than you? Goddamn right you are. You're a savage. Hello? Sultan.
0: Merry Christmas, buddy. I hope you got what you wanted. Not that it's an issue or anything, or that I'm jealous, but all I got was this already-used bird's bees.
1: Santa needs his glasses. To, to the best podcast co-host that guy could ask for. From Papa S. Oh, shit! A microphone stand!
0: You know, as great as this Christmas has been, I could really go for a Sprite Cranberry.
1: <gasps> what the hell'd you get that?
0: The North Pole. Really? Yeah.
1: Just just airdropped you Sprite?
0: Stop asking questions.
1: That's... Well, we'll check this out. Oh, look what Santa gave me! It's a brand new mic stand, Ooh. contraption or whatever. Yeah, people. Uh, I, I was actually really worried because my cord is still really tiny, but <laughs> yeah, like I can still just put it right here and it's fine. Hell
0: yeah, Hell yeah. yeah um, to those of you listening, David got a new uh mic, mic, mic stand for his yeah. Desk. And
1: check this out: uh, uh, a calcifer... Christmas sweater. It's my only Christmas sweater I have.
0: Yeah, and uh, a UA plus ultra Christmas sweater. Uh, it's um, I think it is the only Christmas sweater that. No, wait. Yeah, actually, I had one that wasn't even technically a Christmas sweater that had a, a penguin on it that was made of like red and white. Um, eh, it was it was okay. Not not as good as this one, because this one is actually like red and green, which is. Christmas colors. Yeah, bro, you got the green, I got the red. We're we're stacked over here. We are living the Christmas dream. So to so to speak.
1: Anyway, Nick, I got a question for you.
0: Uh, what is it now? What's
1: 9 plus 10?
0: I mean, it's obvious. It's it's uh well, okay, so you all uh, right? you take the take the two and you move that over. And you scratch, scratch that and then you get uh 19.
1: Welcome to episode 21 of the <laughs> Too Bad We Didn't Get Into Cars podcast. I'm your co-host, David Kapusha Snow, and, and I'm... <laughs> joined with me is...
0: I, I am Nick S- uh, Santonado. Nice.
1: Nice. And yes, this is our Christmas
0: episode. And also our Welcome. New Year's episode, weirdly enough. I'll
1: cheers to that brother yeah, happy New Year man
0: yeah I don't work
1: Christmas or uh New Year's Day woohoo do you normally
0: have you had jobs where you normally work New Year's Day?
1: I mean you know sometimes I do oh. but not this year, which is very exciting
0: hell yeah at Dick's?
1: yeah at Cox yeah I mean I'm sure they're open but they did not schedule me Dicks and sporting
0: goods Wait so when's the last time that you what's the last day that you have to work before Christmas?
1: Uh well I actually work Christmas Eve. So what the hell dude? When do you close? Eve. I don't
0: know, but I'm out at 3. So, oh, okay. Could be worse, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how have you been <laughs> so, getting into the holiday spirit, friend? T- t- actually, today
1: was supposed to be uh my eighth day straight
0: at Dick. but
1: um yeah, they scheduled me for 8 days straight. But oops, I got pink eye after the first day, so I have to take <laughs> three days off. So,
0: I was gonna. I, I feel like that's a, a as good an excuse as any to not go to work, let alone eight days in a row, uh, which sounds uh, horrendous. Sounds terrible, friend.
1: Yeah, that's horrible. Once the longest streak I ever had was at Walgreens, and I did nine days in and a row. By the end of it. I w- yeah, I was like wanted to die.
0: Yeah, I mean anyone would, anyone would, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I that doesn't sound very festive to me. Sounds like a sounds like a a, a lot of hoopla, honestly. Sounds like a lot of hoopla. hoopla.
1: Yeah, bro. But yeah. <laughs> anyway,
0: Christmas spirit. Christmas spirit. The- um, if that's not the name of a vodka, it should be. Cause, what, what are you guys doing? What? You messed up, honestly. The out to the alcohol industry, Brian Cranston, and and Aaron Aaron and Aaron Paul. Yeah, you guys messed up big time. God, Did not, we ever talk about the time when we tried to meet them? I think that was. I think we I think we did cuz I remember posting a clip to YouTube and I I found a picture of the two of them and and I found a bottle like a PNG file of their um what is it tequila I think it's tequila yeah. dos hombres dos hombres and uh and I found a PNG arm and so in the thumbnail I remember being really impressed with myself cuz I got the arm to almost perfectly hold the bottle um, I only mention Brian and Aaron, uh, because I'm currently in the middle of Breaking Bad after all of these months, fucking finally, I know it. I, I had been prolonging it for a really r- way, way too large amount of time. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know what it took to finally get me. No, you know what it was? So I finished watching the cyberpunk EdgeRunners runners anime and I thought, man, dude, I I really I really want David to see this. Oh, God, but I still have to watch Breaking Bad, and I still, you know. And I asked you about Breath of the Wild, and and I think before Scarlet and Violet came out, uh, the new Pokemon games, I asked <laughs> I asked you like, hey, could I? Do you think I could finish Breaking Bad in like two weeks? And you're like, no, absolutely not. Uh, lo and behold, it has been longer than two weeks since I started Breaking Bad again. And it was only then that I realized, oh, I only made it to episode three, I think, when I tried to watch in college, and then I stopped. Uh, so that was, that was interesting. But it's been a good time so far. And then once I do that, I got to finish Breath of the Wild. So my watching TV time, you know, when I'm away from the roommates or they're not home or whatever, and I just have time to kill, has to be Breath of the Wild time. And I think it's got to be video game time for the rest of the year because I got a bunch of games that I got to finish. That I haven't finished yet, and I feel like an asshole about. You know, I still have that Guardians of the Galaxy game sealed. I have not opened that yet. damn. That even came out on your birthday. Yeah, and I haven't played
1: it yet. It's... Speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy and Christmas, Ooh. whoa, we're talking the holiday special.
0: Yes, this Ooh. is our Christmas-themed episode, so as much as we can, we're going to make all of our topics as christmas me as possible, yeah. starting with the Guardians Christmas special that recently came out in at the end of November on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we're also going to be talking about our favorite Christmas tunes and Christmas music in general. Because out of all of the holidays that have music written about them, I would consider Christmas music, honestly, its own genre. Even though even though most of it is actually just jazz. And <laughs> uh, the most Christmassy Pokemon games of them all. We're talking Gen 7 of Pokemon, which includes but is not limited to Sun and Moon and then their sequel games ultra sun and ultra moon as well as some spin-offs that i have totally already pulled up and i'm not just pulling up now uh Man, to save face there,
1: there there is no pokemon game less christmasy than gen 7
0: yeah it's i mean for one uh they it's just take a place tropical island yeah on a tra- which isn't to say that tropical islands can't be christmasy i mean isn't there a tropical island named christmas island Hold on, I'm going to look that up before oh, Pokemon. Maybe. Christmas Island. Oh, it's in Australia. Oi! But, you know, I think it's Christmassy
1: in the fact that they both, they those games gifted both of us something special.
0: <laughs> yes, for very different reasons, which we will get into uh, later, at a, oh, yeah. at a later point. Wow, this is oh, so yeah. bright. I don't think it's my sweet. camera is adjusting. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna go down. It's gonna it's gonna go down.
1: Um. So anyway, my mom told me to tell you to mind your damn motherfucking business, bitch. <laughs> two plus two, not knowing what the fuck it is, bitch. Your mom said that.
0: Man, Oh, come on, you don't you don't know what that is? No, I mean I know it's Kevin Hart. I just okay. <laughs> just say yeah you would have been you would have been pissed every major game oh man why didn't I keep this i did not keep this tab where's the notepad bro I don't have the notepad with me I keep forgetting it before we film these then go get it no i I'm go not, get it you scrub i'm not gonna no i you you just while I'm busy doing this just uh I don't know. Tell me, <laughs> tell me about your favorite Christmas traditions. Do you do
1: do like stressing like, out what to buy? That's my favorite traditions. Stressing out about what to buy. Yeah, mostly my siblings
0: because they just they don't like anything. <laughs> I think you were telling me that before. Um, yeah, I think that's very interesting. I don't well because I feel like I feel like siblings sometimes are. Uh, the easiest to buy for, you know? I don't know. Not in my case. <laughs> Not in my
1: family. Not in my life. It's a disaster. Yeah. A straight disaster. That's tragic, dude.
0: You hate You I hate am. to
1: hear it. I uh, just finished listening to all the uh, this year's newest albums. Yeah. Well, that cause, I've heard, obviously.
0: Because you got a video about... Uh, I mean, you get you got a video concerning um, all of the albums that you listen to in the year twenty twenty two, don't you? Yes, I do. Coming out Friday. Whoa! Better check it out. As of the filming better, of this uh, better, podcast, better
1: check it out. Check it out. We're all talking right. twenty four albums. Let's go.
0: It's a lot of albums. That's that's two per month, dude. Yeah. I may not know nine plus ten, but I do know, I do know how to do that math. And even still, it's not that many. Like, it's like honestly, I mean, it's probably less than twenty-four hours, because most albums aren't an hour long.
1: Yeah, yeah, especially with Origami Angel being like ten minutes long.
0: <laughs> I think, yeah, I yeah, I I was gonna say I think it's less than that, but you, you might be on the money. On the money. Oh, we haven't talked about the car for today. Oh shit! Yeah. So today we got a um, we got a Mercedes Benz Unimog U three hundred, which is uh, actually fun fact the exact truck that Santa and his forces use when they are moving all of the elf parts and uh, Christmas's Christmas presents in progress so i managed to sneak one off the property and um so if santa comes down your chimney and asks where i am coming down the chimney coming
1: down the chimney you don't know me that's all i know from that song which song he'll be coming down the chimney coming down the chimneys you can't just don't just repeat the part that (laughs) I, That's the only part I know. I just told you that. It's the only part I know.
0: <laughs> you know that is on me. You know what? I I take it back. That's on me. Well, fuck, dude. I guess. I, I guess we should just jump right into it. I don't know what I don't know what YouTuber started that. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's Vsauce. Well, I mean, because Vsauce says, uh, "Hey, Vsauce, Michael here."
1: Let's go fucking trampoline uh, pogo stick bounce right into this changing the game (laughs) let's pogo stick this shit that's the new saying
0: i don't think youtube needs us to change the game
1: let's pogo stick this shit anyway so so the drax and mantis christmas special
0: it's it's basically just a christmas special about the two of them which in itself is kind of sweet because they are guardians characters that haven't gotten a whole lot of a whole lot of love as Robert Plant would put it but um it's it's another special presentation so a lot like Werewolf by Night where it's only what an hour long 45 minutes long Yeah, it was like 45. Yeah, minus the Christmas song in the beginning written for the special I forget who the band was, but... Um, the Pixies it, or something? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't it's think definitely so. the,
1: It's definitely the Pixies.
0: Okay, well... <laughs> um, yeah, and the special follows Mantis and Drax primarily in an, in an effort to get Peter Quill, the uh, Star-Lord, a gift for Christmas, which they find out is you know well because aliens wouldn't know what the hell christmas is so i guess someone explains it to them and after peter loses gamora he's really shut the fuck up (laughs) i was yelling at siri i'm not yelling at you I'm sorry.
1: Uh, it's also, we are also joined by our other co-host, Teary Siri. Because Teary, because they get we get emotional during the holidays. Some people cry, Teary, because we changed our names. So,
0: I mean, Siri can stay the same. Siri is just Siri is just she.
1: No, fuck you, Siri. Get the fuck out of here. This is our podcast.
0: Get the fuck get out of here. Vanessa can stay. I just I haven't seen Vanessa in a while. She um she said she was going to go get some milk uh from Ace Hardware and just never came it's back. Com- it's complicated. It wasn't until days, even years later that I found out they don't sell milk at Ace Hardware. Not by choice mind you but uh i accidentally had something postmated to me to my door and it was from ace hardware and on the receipt it said two percent gallon milk and then there was a note scribbled very hastily um saying hey they don't have milk at ace hardware also don't tell nick that i'm running away from home so um Whoever this Nick person is, I, I I I hope I hope they're okay. I mean, because sucks to sucks to lose someone to Ace Hardware like that. Wow. So the Guardians end up putting together this huge Christmas celebration. Draxon and, and Mantis kidnap Kevin Bacon. Mantis toboggan. <laughs> Who are you? God. Could you
1: imagine? What do you? That'd be sick. Bring Danny you, DeVito into the MCU.
0: Is Mantis Toboggan... Oh, is that the is that the art collector with the with the Sia hair? That he? No,
1: that's the Doctor uh, Doctor Mantis Toboggan. <laughs> I forget what the episode was though. How have we not talked about? It's always sunny yet. God damn it
0: that's that's for next year that's for 2023 nick and david you know
1: what that's gonna be matt the matt episode we're gonna bring matt on here at some point
0: always sunny yeah we still gotta figure out how we're gonna do virtual yeah uh threesomes
1: sounds kinky
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god anyway
1: we gotta get back on yeah
0: so uh what what did you what did you what did you think as as yeah what 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 do you think like,
1: I thought it was fine you know like a lot happens for 45 minutes but it's it's supposed to be fun and I think it is like there's there's a couple funny moments like especially with Drax and calling the gnome the little funny man <laughs> I I like that
0: um, yeah, yeah that's pretty good
1: I think that was my favorite joke I'm sure there's something else in there I don't remember
0: uh when he was beaten up on the Transformer on um was that Hollywood Boulevard? And uh there's a whole sequence where Mantis and Drax are they're in Hollywood and they're on the you know, the Walk of Fame with all of the stars and stuff. And all of the folks in costume, so obviously you see a lot of Marvel heroes in costume, but you also see someone dressed as what I think is supposed to be a Transformer. And Drax threatens to beat the person in the Transformer costume up because he's, I, I guess, an alien race that looked like a Transformer killed his uncle or whatever. And then at the very end of the sequence, you know, it's like a three-minute thing where it's just like a montage of them being stopped to, take, to be taken photos of. That was not a good sentence. And at the very last scene, Mantis is taking a photo with some fans. And in the background, you could just see Drax whooping on this dude for, like, 15 seconds. That, yeah, so it's got some good gags in it. We get to see Mantis fight a little bit, Uh, which we didn't really see her do up until this point in the MCU a whole lot. I mean, you kind of saw it with Thanos, but that was just a grapple to, you know, suck on his head. Yeah. Big, yeah. bald Jeff Bezos head. And... um yeah, the 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 Groot stuff is oh uh, Cosmo. They introduced Cosmo as like an actual guardian of the galaxy, the little dog. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Who's adorable by the way, uh, but he's he's Russian and he speaks through like a voice box. Like Doug yeah, but- from uh, the movie Up. Oh, yeah. Um and him and Rocket get into some arguments. <laughs> um And speaking of Rocket, he has an interaction with Kevin Bacon where Kevin Bacon lands on the alien planet for the first time. And he walks out of the box and after the whole Peter tells Mantis, like, hey, break him out of this trance. Kevin Bacon freaks out and he looks at Rocket and he's like, what is that? Is that a, is that a, in, you know, Rocket's like, hey how are you it's good to you know good to finally meet you and he's like is that a raccoon and then very quickly rocket like jumps at kevin he's like i'll kill you and it's it's just the it's just the way that by bradley cooper is a fucking treasure dude i i keep forgetting that he voices rocket and i just i just keep thinking that rocket is an actual you know like care like a like a, a living thing um yeah and then they, they throw in the um, the plot line that Mantis is Peter's sister because she's one of Ego's kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it adds, like, a layer of emotional depth to the whole thing, um, which, like, kind of it kind of worked on me. And then you start thinking about it logistically, and you're like, well, why did he keep her around then uh, when he killed all of the other kids who didn't have celestial powers and blah 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 but if you don't think about it too hard i think it's like you said it's meant to be fun i think it serves its purpose pretty well i think it's a pretty fun watch i don't know if i'm gonna watch it again before christmas this year i don't know if i really want to um but uh you know if well, it if just, yeah it,
1: it just i i'm dreading guardians 3 bro why it's going to be, because they're all, half of them are going to die or something.
0: Yeah, probably. Like I think even Rocket's James Gunn die.
1: said like, yeah, this is the last time the Guardians are going to be together.
0: And it, I'm just not ready.
1: I'm not ready for that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then James Gunn is going to leave us to go cheat on Marvel with DC.
1: Yeah, James Gunn is uh, currently busy fucking dismantling DC's ass.
0: Dude, I am so upset that this isn't even about the Guardians Christmas special anymore. It's just about James Gunn. But I am so upset that Henry Cavill isn't going to be Superman anymore. Uh, After announcing that he's not going to be the Witcher anymore, I'm assuming under the assumption that he was leaving that role to be Superman full time, and now he's not going to be Superman so it's like, all right, what else? I guess he just announced like today or yesterday that he's going to be a huge part of a uh, Warhammer forty forty thousand adaptation, mm. which a lot of Warhammer fans are excited about. And Henry Cavill is a big nerd who likes to dabble in nerdy things. So I think I think his hands are good ones for the Warhammer movie to be about or show. I don't know what it's going to be, but um, yeah, man, if Aquaman does well or doesn't do well that he's going to recast Jason Momoa as Lobo and someone else is going to be Aquaman no one knows if Gal Gadot is going to be back as Wonder Woman uh the whole Justice League is probably going to change yeah it's who knows
1: it's just weird because like now with all like those other DC movies they just it just doesn't matter anymore so it's like yeah Like, why even bother with them anymore, you know?
0: Yeah, I guess guess if if their goal is to just start fresh and start a new universe, then, you know, it's fine. But honestly, I I feel like between this news, all of the Batgirl stuff and, like, all of the DC stuff and then the fact that Phase 4 has kind of been underwhelming. Is the Christmas special part of Phase 4 or is it the first thing in Phase 5? No, it
1: is Phase 4, but, like... Yeah. It's, you know...
0: Yeah, it's phase four. It's phase four. So the fact that, you know, Marvel and DC have been taking some L's this this past year uh, makes me cautiously optimistic about the future, just under the assumption that things are going to get better for both properties as time moves on. So we'll see. But we gotta and it's like,
1: what the fuck is the point of even releasing like you know Aquaman 2 Shazam 2 Flash what's the point if it doesn't matter anymore
0: yeah I mean as evidence with uh Batgirl I guess you can just cancel them even if the movie's already been mostly made so it's like I mean yeah you'll take
1: a financial hit but lord knows you're going to recover it (laughs) yeah you know as soon as you start pumping these new ones out that's enough about DC
0: and kind of that, enough about Marvel, too. It's the last Marvel thing that we have to talk about before the end of the year. Yeah, for several months. So, for several um, months. Anyway,
1: back to Christmas stuff.
0: Yeah. So You know what my favorite Christmas song is? We're not even going to have, like, an introductory. Just gonna, no, 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 just go. Just get right into it. Just uh, raw dog the topic.
1: We don't Wait, even have what to prep. Was it called again? Oh. Blue all over. That's my favorite Christmas song.
0: Ah! All right, I forgive you for not setting up this uh, section. Uh, it was very aggressive. Ding, 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 ding. Jingle bell, jingle
1: bell, jingle bell rock, swinging from the rocks and skies. I don't know the words.
0: <laughs> <laughs> from the rocks and skies. How big are these fucking bells? I don't know, man. They're giant. Like biblically accurate angels. Ugh, dude. Anyway, Christmas music. A staple during the holiday season and literally no other time of year, making it the least financially on paper sensible genre of music And yet it's still around because Christmas happens to be capitalism's favorite holiday. And because of that, uh, Christmas-themed everything runs rampant from the end of November until the end of December. So for an entire month out of our 12-month year... More like beginning of November. Yeah. For some people, it fluctuates. I, I am under the impression that most people start Christmas stuff like either on Thanksgiving or the day after, like putting up the tree and stuff, but Walgreens and Walmart and Target and all these (laughs) places start setting up their Christmas stuff as soon as Halloween is done. Yeah. And, uh, so with that sort of wave of holiday anticipation, we get, honestly, Sometimes the worst and best aspect of the Christmas season, which is the music. Because sometimes hearing Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is you six times in one day while trying to... I
1: never want to fucking hear that song again as long as I live. No
0: one does, except for Mariah Carey.
1: Because it makes we? No, her we so much this. money. Bro, last year at Discount Tire yeah um like the second it started snowing they played that goddamn song on loop for about an hour and a half on loop until someone said shut that fucking
0: shit off <laughs> might have been me actually did they did they wanted did they did they want to break someone mentally just like
1: that's, I, I that's so. the way to do it i mean that's I mean, gotta was, be some
0: form of torture
1: it was obviously a joke, you know. It's Christmas time. Let's just play the song on loop. Right. I, I I must have heard that fucking song. I don't know, bro. Like fifteen times in a row.
0: Ugh, icky. Don't so like needless to say, fuck Mariah Carey. I mean, I would. <laughs> you oh know what God. I'm saying. Breh. Nick Cannon definitely, definitely Breh. did. Breh. sorry. There's a lot of breath into the microphone just now, so hopefully that doesn't stick out too much to the people listening. Also, don't listen to this podcast with headphones. I think we yell too much for that to be a viable option. Are you, you're yeah. wearing headphones?
1: I am. You don't, you don't see these headphones?
0: I thought those were just your ears. You thought this was my ears? Yeah, what do you they're on the side of your head? Ears are on the side of your head. What these am I missing bl- something? Are my ears just solid black? Ears are what you're, people uh human crazy. beings use to
1: listen to stuff. No, I I'm only wearing these because your audio would come out of my fucking speakers and get into my mic and then we have an echo. That's so nice. This is for you people. You're welcome.
0: What do you mean you people? Huh? So Italians? they don't have to
1: hear an echo the whole goddamn episode.
0: Oh. So uh Christmas songs. I don't know, man. I I happen to I happen to be one of those people that on the outside will criticize people for listening to Christmas music before it's even December and there's there's a little bit of of truth to my to my frustration you know i i it's it's not necessarily that i don't like christmas but i just i i fear the passage of time and acknowledging that we're already in december and let alone at the end of december on the 25th before the month has even begun and having to acknowledge that, oh, yeah, the year's almost over and the earth is almost uh, one year closer to it its inevitable heat death. Um, it freaks me out. So I don't like people listening to Christmas music too early because I'm afraid of my own <laughs> mortality. I almost said that
1: humanity. Is super psychological. I don't like it because it's like I have to deal with that shit for a whole month. Yeah. Just shut the fuck up. That too. Do, do you really need to hear Santa's come to town?
0: <laughs> Not really. In November. I don't, I don't November. think you ever need to hear that unless it's your first time and you need to be introduced to the concept of Santa. And it's like, oh, who, who is that? I, everyone keeps talking about this Santa guy. Like, what What does he do? And you put on a pair of headphones and you, yeah, you have that person listen to Santa Claus is coming to town. Basically describes his whole deal. Um, he's gonna be here whether you like it or not so you just prepare leave out the offering of milk and cookies dude I feel like I'm just describing Santa from Futurama (laughs) Uh, what a good I I fucking love the Christmas episodes of Futurama dude how like like Santa as a concept is insanely uh, uh 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 he's a he's a shady character it. he's a dangerous cat you know he breaks into he breaks into your house steals your food and gives you shit that you didn't ask for I mean I guess the point is we talking about you money. you do ask for that shit all right well I didn't ask for anyone to know my don't, lot combination don't
1: write a list get your ass out there buy it yourself and then you won't get sand in your house
0: but i like I like writing lists I like lists.
1: Well, then you suffer the consequences. All right. We got to talk about music, bro. What's your least favorite Christmas song? Like, traditionally. I don't want some bullshit song off, like, Sting's Christmas album, you know, a song that no (laughs) one's ever heard.
0: I was talking to someone about this recently. I think it's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I just... I'm just like... I don't know. I, so my ideal Christmas song, I like the songs that make you feel like you're lighting a fireplace in your belly. You know, I like, I like the Christmas songs that feel warm and inviting and Rudolph the red Nosed reindeer is just telling the story of some guy, you know, it's just like, it's, it's, it's propaganda, frankly. And it's also annoying as hell. I it's, you know what the, the,
1: weird thing about Rudolph is uh, is like he's lore within lore
0: yeah it's like first you have to create Santa and then you have to create his that'd be like if if Yoshi got his own video game
1: <laughs> Yoshi's crappy something? world
0: <laughs> yeah I mean, no. I guess lore within lore isn't weird, but it's just like, when did that song come out? Probably, probably a long time ago. And, no, because uh, I, I don't know what
1: movie we were watching, but I was like, why isn't Rudolph in any of these fucking movies? Yeah. And then Haley was just like, cause he's not a real reindeer. And I'm just like, as opposed to the other reindeer that aren't real, <laughs> but it's true. Like he, Rudolph is like a story within the story. If that makes sense. It's like, it's fucking weird. <laughs> it's,
0: so like in, well, I guess but it the, also comes com- down to like intellectual properties too. like who owns the rights to Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer. And like, do they own the rights to Santa? I don't think anyone owns the rights to Santa. No, I mean,
1: definitely not. But like, it's weird. Cause the only time you see Rudolph is like in that weird stop motion. Yeah. Um, movie. Which Or maybe there's more, but I have not seen him. And we've watched f- like 15 fucking Christmas movies already.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's that's my least favorite Christmas song. I don't know. I just, I when it comes on, I get very angry. Irrationally angry. Um, it makes me want to hit a real life deer, which I know would only be terrible for the population. You know, it's just like, that's not how they should go out. They should, they should go out being eaten. Yeah, and you know moms.
1: what can fucking eat my Santa sack?
0: <laughs> Quite the visual. Feliz
1: Navidad can suck my Santa. Oh, sack. fuck
0: off, dude! Feliz fuck Feliz Navidad. Felice is a Navidad. Great song. No, it's not. First you of know, all, it's one of the only Christmas songs that have been popularized in another language. So you know, hell yeah for representation. But also, it's a jolly Ab- ass song.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Feliz Navidad is the fucking cashmere of Christmas music. Where it's the same fucking thing over and over again, and it goes on forever. That
0: is fair. That it's is. It's
1: two parts yeah. <laughs> repeated con- constantly. It never changes.
0: And the actual parts themselves are very repetitive. I, I had one of my students sing it uh, during class one of the, uh, the other day, and I looked up the lyrics as if I didn't know the lyrics to Feliz Navidad, and I realized, oh shit, it's just. Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Prospero Año y Felicidad, and then we want to wish you a Merry Christmas. It's just like Yeah, it, what is that, like
1: twelve words, the whole song?
0: Yeah, and then they just double that, triple that sometimes. Dude, I can you imagine like a like a Grateful Dead version of Feliz Navidad where it's just like twenty minutes and there's like a <laughs> there's like a sax solo in the middle that just goes on way too long. At least a saxel would be kind of cool. <laughs> All right, don't defend Feliz Navidad now. <laughs> it would be, uh, I'm just be good if it had a saxel. Anything in
1: it. different in this song? If there was a third part, it probably wouldn't be my least favorite. Yeah, but there isn't.
0: Yeah, it's again Christmas songs. There's so many that you could honestly consider it its own genre. I mean, how, Spotify does, you know. And it's like, I. I think it's interesting that so many Christmas songs that are standards now were written and are or at least are popularized by like jazz artists. Dude I remember as a kid I have a super vivid memory of around Christmas time I, I I remember what my living room at my grandparents house looked like but I would just walk around the house and they would be playing a Frank Sinatra Christmas album. And I, I remember just the sound of, like, dinner being made and, like, the wide space of the living room behind me and just, like, walking around and looking at, like, the CDs that my grandparents had on the wall. and um, Yeah, so I, I think I'm a little biased, too, when I'm like, I like jazz Christmas songs um, because I directly associate that with nostalgia and, and happiness in my childhood. But I fucking love like the christmas song like chestnuts roasting on an open fire i i think
1: that's the one that i i like never heard that one never i mean i've heard it like but i never think of that one that one is like the classic that just completely bypassed me
0: i love that song so much Uh, Especially, specifically the Nat King Cole version with the intro on the strings and it's the banana, banana, you know, um, I also really like, uh, I guess a lot of artists have written original Christmas songs in modern times, uh, including a crossover artist you might have heard, not really crossover, Michael Buble, he... He's he's single almost single handedly like keeping jazz on like the billboard charts, you know? And he's also writing or like there are original songs that he's singing. Um but uh there's there are two albums that I always listen to when Christmas time comes around. His album, um, which has a couple of really good songs out of it, including the opener it's beginning to look a lot like christmas that just puts me in the mood you know especially today it started snowing around us and so driving where i needed to go and listening to that i was like it's time it's the time to do it but i also really like um there's a christmas album by reliant k who for those of you who don't know is a it's a band (laughs) it's like it's like christian pop punk and some of it is a little heavy-handed. Some of it is more subtle, but they have an album called "Let It Snow, Baby." Dot dot dot. Let it reindeer. Like let it snow, baby. Let it reindeer. It's um. It's like a play on words, kind of. Oh, I see. Oh, and they I have a have, song called. I have um, visual contact on what they achieved. <laughs> I have. I made contact. Yeah, they have. They have a song called. Um, in Like a Lion, Always Winter, um, that I really like. That's an original song they wrote, but... What about you? What, what are your so, favorite Christmas songs? Well, like, what, what is your, like, the definitive favorite? The Christmas song, the one and only. I mean, it says it in the title. It's the Christmas song, you know? Unbelievable. What? Unbelievable?
1: Yeah, no, Haley thinks I'm crazy because I, like, I don't know that song at all. I'm like, who the fuck does?
0: Make that two people that think the you're crazy. The
1: Christmas song. It's like, come on, bro. You can't even... It's named name after it the holiday!
0: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like if you didn't know the movie Halloween. And that it took place on Halloween. Well, if it was called The Halloween Movie, that would be kind of, like, <laughs> whack. Yeah, if someone put out a song just called Christmas, that's a ballsy move, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but my
1: favorite will always forever be carol of the bells it's the only one that transcends the holiday itself i would listen to that year round it's a fucking masterpiece
0: is that the ding fries Dunn song yeah yeah
1: i don't have a favorite version because there's six million of them yeah um but just every time, like it comes in, like dun, 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 dun. I think it's such a good melody, mm. and usually it's just instrumental, which helps. Yeah. Um, that tracks for you, honestly. But yeah, I I just think it's an actual fucking masterpiece.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like that. I remember when I first got introduced to the Trans Siberian Orchestra uh yeah, version of that's, it that's i think that's
1: like the most famous one but
0: yeah a lot of a lot of dads like that one it's like oh christmas but but it rocks you know <laughs> and it's like that's that's cool um that's the one that i always hear on like when i still listens to the radio around christmas time it'd be like 97.9 the loop would play like you know welcome to the jingle jingle hell and it's like yeah man christmas rock songs 20 yeah there's there's
1: like metal versions of it and it just sounds so sick
0: yeah it is it is it is objectively a good a good composition i will give you that um but
1: yeah others like i always like sleigh ride too sleigh Mm. ride's fun
0: Sleeve Ride is fun. I I I think
1: every time time I hear that song, I think of the scene in Elf when he's walking across the street and just gets hit by the car. (laughs) It's like the most um, I don't know what the word is, but like it's it's the most tame, like getting hit by a car scene I've ever seen in my life.
0: (laughs) And there there are a lot of those. It's casual.
1: It's a very casual hit and run. <laughs> uh
0: yeah, I think I think that helps. I I think it helps to every time I think of Elf, I think of um there's there's the song that plays when he's like going in the the revolving door. Yeah. Um and I always forget I always forget like what it sounds like, but every time I hear it I think of I think of Elf. And it's not even a Christmas song. I think it's like a it's just it's just a catchy you know a Bop boop bop Yeah. You know, one of those. I don't remember what it was. Nah. Yeah. Anyway. Um and then once January first comes around I'm never gonna listen to Christmas music again. Or at least that's what I tell myself until uh I'm walking through Walgreens just trying to pick up a goddamn twelve twelve ounce flaming hot mountain dew, you know? Yeah. And I hear I hear Mariah Carey or I hear um, – what else is Santa
1: there? Santa comes in town. Oh, oh
0: yeah, About the yeah, fucking Jackson it. 5. Yeah. yeah. Or the Bruce Springsteen God. version. God, I hated that one. Yeah, that one's, that one's kind of hard to listen to
1: too. Although I have – they do play um, Last Christmas. Yeah. Dicks.
0: And there's a version by Jimmy Eat World I think is pretty nice. I did – I did – I I heard that version recently actually. Uh which is yeah. weird that you that you say that. I I okay, I will say as far as like my pop Christmas songs go, I really like Last Christmas. Um I honestly think it it kind of goes a little too long and they kind of re- they re- repeat the chorus a bunch of times, but I guess that's part of the reason why it gets stuck in your head. Yeah. Um so you know. If uh if you like Christmas music and um You know, and you have any opinions on what your favorites are, be sure to let us know uh, in the comments on the YouTube version of this podcast. And, uh, you know, we'll listen to them and then talk about them next year. Oh, yo, you know what
1: else? Fucking kicks ass light shows.
0: Light shows, yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, I honestly think I love Halloween, but I honestly think driving through a neighborhood that puts up Christmas lights that are really cool is way way more fun than going through a a neighborhood where there's a lot of Halloween decorations.
1: There's a a house near us where, like, they have you tuned to a radio station in Mm. your car and, like, their lights, like, play to whatever's playing. That's sick. There's also a fucking house that's on steroids. Like, there's a house that, like... Like their decorations span like three houses. Like their neighbors even get on this shit. God damn. And it's the craziest thing I ever seen. I gotta show that shit to you. Yeah. Um
0: and then we'll do a live reaction.
1: Before it something. stops. Cause yeah, dude, it's like the the police have to like barricade the fucking streets sometimes. Cause that's how many people go and see this shit. Oh my god. It's wild.
0: God damn.
1: But yeah, that's enough about christmas is cool but i don't
0: want to i don't want to keep talking about it
1: when when people go hard on it like it's cool
0: yeah yeah i i i think it's at least in america it's like the most popular it's it's the most popular holiday around it's it's so popular that even fucking even fucking mobile games will like get in on releasing characters and events in like christmas costumes and like Christmas has now been popularized in like Japan and like other countries. Mm -hmm. I I know other countries. I just like the ones next to Japan. Anyway.
1: What, you aren't familiar with Switzerland's Christmas traditions? Swissmas? How about Finland? Yeah? Finland get on that shit? Finmas? Finmas. Yeah. But anyway,
0: yeah. Yeah, they released uh, they released Christmas units in the My Hero game. They have a uh, Christmas background that they have in Dragon Ball Z, and in Pokemon Masters, they released probably my favorite gym leader Jasmine with the Ampharos that you know you see her with in the Gen Two games. Apparently, it's not the same one, but you know. Did you get her? No. Did you get her? Yeah. Son of a bitch. Um, Is it time? I think before we talk about Pokemon Sun and Moon, we have to address uh, the elephant in the room. Um, Ash Ketchum's retirement. As of literally today, as we're filming, the Pokemon company has announced that in seven episodes of the anime, the Pokemon Journeys anime, Ash Ketchum will be retired and he won't be the protagonist of pokemon anymore
1: oh so he's getting like a seven episode send-off
0: yeah and i'm assuming that each episode he's gonna see like he's already been reunited with his butterfree and the pink butterfree and they have the episode preview for the next one where he's gonna see misty and brock um and honestly it kind of gets me choked up a little bit i don't know man it's dude like
1: Despite the fact that, like, literally haven't seen the show in, like, 15 years. Yeah. Like, damn, bro. Siri, get the fuck out
0: of here. Shut the fuck up. God damn. How many times do I have to teach you this lesson, old man? Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Did did
1: you see the promo art they shared, too? How it's, like,
0: like, an exact callback to, like, the first one. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're doing a lot of that shit and they're doing it. Listen, we I I started watching the Pokémon Sun and Moon anime and I watched it in the English dub and I I couldn't take it. And my little sister watches Pokémon Journeys and through it all, I've I've been aware of what Ash is up to, like in Alola, he won the Alolan championship. So he became a Pokemon champion for the first time. And people were like, oh, Ash is a Pokemon champion, you know, but it didn't really count because it was just an Alola. And then they started this show and the series opens. The first episode of Pokemon Journeys follows Ash's Pikachu, but as a Pichu before he evolves. So it already kind of sets up this like finality to everything, you know, because it's like giving us the Pikachu backstory After what, 25 years? It's like we finally get to, you know, see what Pikachu is all about. Um, but, uh. Was was
1: he chunky again?
0: (laughs) uh, He was just a Pichu. I don't know. Chunky chunky. Pichu? (laughs) Chunky Pichu, yeah, just a beer belly. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I really liked the, uh, the Japanese theme song, you know, when it first came out and, um, yeah, like I said, my sister currently watches it, so she knows all about Go, and she knows all about how he's trying to, like, catch every Pokemon and complete the Pokedex and all that, and, um, we're just gonna ignore what my hair looks like right now. And those of you listening can't even fucking see it. <laughs> looks a little fucked up. Um, but yeah, and then he fought in the, um, the Pokemon Masters 8, uh, tournament, which was like eight of the strongest trainers that ash had ever met like they were all champions so you got lance steven cynthia uh diantha leon um uh iris was there i think um it was pretty much every champion and uh he fought against leon and he fucking beat leon in what was one of the most impressive episodes of Pokemon, like visually I've ever seen. Like I saw clips from their fight and they use like whack impact frames and it looks like a legit like anime fight. It's awesome. Um, But uh, yeah. And then Ash won. And so I think there's a clip of Gary actually asking Ash like, Hey, so what are you going to do now? Like you're the champion, right? Like what, what is there left to do? And he's gonna he's gonna leave. He's gonna go off and I don't know what settle down with uh, Serena and have some have some kids. I don't know, man. But it's it's wild. I found out before you had messaged me. Well, because you messaged me this morning saying, "Oh shit!" and I was like, "Oh shit, what?" And then I went home on Instagram and I saw uh, Sarah um, Natachenny, the voice of Ash in the dub. She made a post saying, like, hey, it's been a great 17 years getting to voice Ash. Um, and we're, you know, we get to see the end now. And so now all these people are like, w- dude, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just so heartbroken. Um, but I don't know. It's weird. Ash getting retired
1: after finally become the master. And Vegeta still ain't
0: beaten the uh, main villain in Dragon Ball. <laughs> Damn, he's he's gotten close, and he has he has beaten Goku. Uh, Luffy still hasn't become the Pirate King. That's another thing. Um, th- there was there was like a there was a meme like template that I saw where it was like how many episodes it took before you know whatever, and it was like Naruto to become Hokage, and it was like you know three hundred something. It was like going to find his dad. It was like hundred something. Ash to become Pokemon champion, you know, like twenty years, and then Luffy to become pirate king, like TBD. And it's like, well, that's that's a whole other separate conversation. Um, but we just we have to address it because it's like current events. You know, Ash will forever be my champion, and um, I I honestly might go back and watch Journeys just to see. You know, how far he's come. But with that said, we got to talk about, hot take, what I think are my favorite Pokemon games uh, ever. For a couple of reasons. Um, One, I think David's stripping. I think David is stripping into... Was this planned? Did you plan on doing this? ripping your shirt off what did that accomplish huh what's going on it's time Uh, it's time okay grabbing all the 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 time the
1: time is here the time is now
0: (laughs) (laughs) i have no idea what drew you to rowlet so much (laughs) but i'm just like it's Honest. it's honestly super endearing to watch because I I don't think I don't think I've seen you obsess over a single Pokemon since like Charmander, and even then it wasn't even that hard. Bro, I have this guy, I
1: have the shirt, I have another shirt with him in Decidueye, I have a tiny one hanging from my windshield, uh, <laughs> or the rearview mirror, and I have a, a tiny charm. With him shiny on either side. And I have all three of them like little figures. Yeah. What is that? I have like five Rowlits, I think? It's a lot of Rowlits. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> this mother... Let me tell
0: you about this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, let's take some time.
1: Holy shit. Um, well, he's round. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> his uh, bow tie are leaves.
0: And that's all I need to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the record, we both started with Rowlet on our first playthrough of these games, but I think David has earned and deserves the exclusive rights to uh, to Rowlet and the Rowlet line. I have since discovered, through taking an online quiz, that I would most likely, via my personality, be a water fairy-type Pokemon, uh, which makes... Paplio and Primarina my go to Alola starter. So the next time I play one of those games, I'm gonna have to start with Paplio, which I never thought I'd ever say, but I can't get him to stay. He's camera shy, probably.
1: No, he's too chunky. Listen, <laughs> I
0: I'm not saying I would be okay with replacing Rebecca. Whoa. <gasps> Who's Rebecca?
1: You mean Vanessa?
0: i can't believe i forgot her name oh my god unbelievable i haven't seen her in so long vanessa i'm if you're watching this i'm so sorry unbelievable
1: all right you keep talking for a second Uh, we'll try something
0: i'm not even going to finish my thought because that would just be the most disrespectful thing i I could ever say uh, about vanessa and Rebecca, if, if you're out there and you're watching. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to confuse you two, but um, anyway. Sun and Moon. Sun yes. and Moon, I did not I- expect to be my favorite Pokemon games. And you know what? Honestly, even the first time playing those games, I, I didn't make the connection that, you know, they were my favorite. I, 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 don't think it, I just don't think it hit me.
1: Oh, my God. I was so bored
0: playing sun and moon
1: i was so bored with moon mm. and then i played ultra moon and i was like wow this is kind of kick ass i don't know why i,
0: I think I, I just remember so sun and moon were the games that came out in the college years so we had already gotten back into pokemon in high school with x and y um, played alpha ruby and omega sapphire and then 2016 my sophomore year um i remember going to gamestop the night before it came out having already downloaded the demo which you could carry save data over from into the the new game and the demo was really cool because every day of the week like leading up to the it came out like a week before the game came out every day there would be a new npc that would give you a different item that you would have to track down in the demo and it was only like the one city you could explore I remember being so hype. And then they announced regional variants for the first time in these games. The sprite models were, like, like one-to-one. You know, they were, like, you know, actual-size people. And uh, all of the new Alolan Pokemon looked really cool. And, um, and I, I do think at first I was turned off by the idea that there weren't gyms. But... You play the game and you play the trials and then you get to the end of the game. Spoilers for Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, I guess. But you get to the end of the game and you fight the Elite Four and you find out that, you know, they're trying to establish Alola as a region that has a championship. You become their first champion by fighting the Professor who, by the way, took the Pokemon that your starter is weak to. That you would now have to fight because normally you're, it's just, I could go on and on about how cool I think these games were. And not to mention the fact that Lily, who is a side character in this game, is actually, this is her story. Because the first and last scenes focus on Lily. Like the first, you know, the scene of the game, the entire story of the game. She has this MacGuffin the whole time, this Nebby. And then she's ultimately the one who gives you the the box art legendary because, you know, she trusts you with it. and I think they ruin a lot of stuff in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which, ironically, based on what you said earlier, make them my least favorite. And I remember being super bored with Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. um, Because essentially it was the exact same game. Until, like, like the last, you know, like, little bit... But unlike other, like, third games in a region, you know, like Emerald or Platinum, um, it fundamentally changes, like, the story when you get to the end. Because, like, with Platinum, you have the Distortion World, but you still fight Cynthia at the end, and it's pretty much the same. You know, with Emerald, you have the Battle Frontier, and you fight Wallace as the champion. Um, but, like, yeah. m- the most of the game is still the same, right? Yeah, besides the
1: badass part where you fight... Magma and Aqua, yeah. And then yeah. All hell starts breaking loose, and then the fucking cutscene with Quaza coming in. Holy yeah. shit,
0: that's a really Fuck. good cutscene. Um, but yeah, but I I think the most important part of Sun and Moon for me, one from a functionality uh, standpoint, you could use Pokemon Box, which was the precursor to Pokemon Home, and you could use any Pokemon up to that point in Sun and Moon which instantly raised the replay, replay ability of those games for me because you could just go back over and over with different teams, which I did a couple of times, and that's how I figured out who my dream team was and that Vaporeon was my favorite Pokemon, you know, of all time. And it was just playing those games that helped me, you know, come to those conclusions. But also, the story of Lily was the first time, I think, ever that I got emotional... Like playing through a Pokemon game. I don't know. There's just something about her journey as a character and then her ending where she tries to leave to Kanto to start her own Pokemon journey, uh, like without telling you and how. And then you take the picture at the end together and like the music that plays at the end credits is her theme song, you know, and it ends with like that Polaroid photo of all of you. And it's just like, I don't know. It's really sweet. Um, yeah plus in the post game you get to fight like green and red or blue and red depending on you know where you play the game and the champion theme song that they recreated for this game like when you fight red or blue it's just oh it's so fucking cool in the battle tree and alolan nine tails i don't know Again, I can go on forever, but I'm I, I think I'm gonna stop there because we got more games to talk about. But do you have any? Tell me, tell me why you liked Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon way better. I don't know. Maybe it was just the shock
1: of you know Base Moon, like it was just so different. Yeah. Where I was like, yeah, fuck this. But then you know, going back to it again, the second the same thing happened with Black. You know, the first time I played it, I didn't give a shit, and then yeah. when we, I just went through it again i liked it a lot more yeah so i think it's just like if i played base moon again i'm sure i'd really like it
0: yeah you know i'm thinking of doing that with uh there's a trend on tiktok going around right now where people are picking out their teams that they would have if they were gym leaders and creating this headcanon where it's like this is the outfit that i would wear this is where my gym would be this is my team you know here's the all-star here's the mascot you know and i was thinking since sun and moon have pre-marina which is the starter built for me based on you know this one personality test that i took then i could put together like a hybrid team of like fairy types and water types and just play through it with like a gym leader team but anyway regardless um yeah ultra sun and moon also had the ultra wormhole and like the ultra beasts oh yeah dude i spent
1: so long going through those to get every legendary yeah god that was a nightmare yeah because that
0: was this that was this generation's way of reintroducing all of the legendaries also isn't
1: this where mudsdale came from yeah okay that's another big plus mudsdale's a fucking kick-ass pokemon
0: and team rainbow rocket Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Yeah. All of the bosses from the past six games before come through the Ultra Wormhole, and Giovanni, you know, recruits all of them, basically, and you have to fight all of the bosses from the previous games. It's Um, like fucking Pokemon version of Infinity War. (laughs) Honestly. And in a lot of ways pokemon sun and moon and ultra sun and moon really did feel like the end of an era right because they're like the last games that came out last mainline games that were released on a handheld like strictly handheld system and you know in a lot again it wraps up it brings back a lot of elements of like the first generation you know like with the storyline going back to lily going to kanto and training there and all of the regional variants coming from Kanto and like your character and your mom literally come from Kanto. You fight the Kanto champions at the end in ultra sun and moon. The, the, um, you know, the final boss is like the boss from the Kanto games, but then every other game in between. And it's like, it feels like a celebration of like every Pokemon game that's come before. Um, which was fitting because I'm pretty sure 2016 was the 20th anniversary of yeah uh, Pokemon. Yeah, it so was. it was just like to this day, it's probably my most fu- like the most fulfilled I felt going through a Pokemon game. Um, so I I will always appreciate those games for what they have done for me as a Pokemon fan. But um, moving on to the other spin-offs that we might have played fun fact both smash bros ultimate and the movie detective pikachu came out in this generation um but also we have the let's go games uh let's go pikachu and eevee um that was gen 7 yeah that was gen 7 on the switch
1: oh switch was already out i guess it was 2017
0: yeah i mean i guess like what is there to talk about with let's go Um, It basically turned Pokemon Go into a a console game.
1: Yeah, it's Um, the only game I completed the Pokedex in. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I I know a lot of people shiny hunt in those games too. um, Because I I think it's easier in those games to shiny hunt because the Pokedex is that much smaller. And, you know, if you just stay in the same area for a prolonged amount of time, then you can find, you know, the Pokemon you're looking for. Um, And yeah, besides the
1: catching system, like, they're fine everyone They're bitches fine. about
0: these but like
1: yeah there's nothing really inherently wrong plus it made me really like Eevee I didn't really care about Eevee until the, that game came out so yeah
0: and in retrospect I feel like those are probably other than Scarlet and Violet I think Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee might have been you know the games were like I look back on it and I'm like I probably should have gotten Let's Go Eevee because now I enjoy Eevee way more than Pikachu but at the time it just felt like the right decision to make and it's very, that was the first time that it ever happened where I was like, maybe I should have gotten the other game, you know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're good. Um, I like the updated sprites for everything, uh, for all of the gym leaders and all the characters and, you know, they replace Gary or, you know, blue with a different rival. Um, and you're not technically red either. You're a different character altogether. Yeah. Um, so kinda it's kind of interesting though. in that way. But they're very open and shut, you know simple, straightforward games um and then you have some spin offs which include but are not limited to uh Pokemon Quest, which I played a little bit of on the switch it's it's like i it's hard to describe because it's kind of like mystery dungeon, but not really um it's it's a pay to play sort of game where like you go from island to island and everyone is like sc- cubes. And you have to cook certain things to attract certain Pokemon onto your island. And then you use them to defeat bosses who are weak to that type. And I mean, it's fine. I don't know if you can still download it and play it, but, um, last but not least, we have the precursor to what it's known as now, but Pokemon masters, the original release came out in August of 2019 before sword and shield. Um, and I played Pokemon Masters at launch and was super excited. I remember I was working downtown at the time, like, when, you know, we had a month left until the release. And I was, like, hyping myself up for the game to come out. And Granted, I'm still playing it um, three years later, and that feels weird to say that it's three years old. But um, I got David. I got you into it. I don't know how. I, but... I actually did try it when it first came out, but
1: I didn't feel like learning another mobile game, so I started, just stopped playing it. Yeah. Which and is and then fair. yeah, fast forward to the second anniversary and it's like, oh, they have Shiny Rayquaza coming out with Steven. Yeah. And I was like, fine, I'll get it again. And then <laughs> within like a a couple of weeks I pulled Celine and Rollit. Yep. <laughs> Lost my shit. And it just it just cemented that game for you yeah but honestly like with these mobile games that we play masters would be like the first one i'd stop playing really yeah Mm. it although it does have the best drop rates out of any of them by far it is
0: it is the most forgiving mobile game i've ever played um not only does it not take you that many summons on a banner to get the pity points to actually pick up the unit But the actual rates themselves, especially on the master fares where, like, the five-star rate is, like, 10% or, you know, 12% or whatever, um, I I have gotten most of this year's units that I've gone to, like, summon for within, like, 9,000 gems or something, which, at this rate, when they started the game, it was really hard to get gems. But I think they realized if they have to release new units this consistently, like, they just gotta they just gotta make gems easier to get. So, you know, between the battle villa and all of the story events and like the special rallies that give you like, you know, a thousand gems or whatever just by spending stamina, it's like you end up earning a lot of gems really quickly. Um so it's uh that's that's what keeps me going too, is just how easy it is to get units. Um and also I like I'm a sucker for the voice acting because they give voices to all of the characters and they're all in English, you know? So it's like, it makes them, those characters more personable. And like, it really draws the focus to the actual like trainers and their signature Pokemon themselves, which I think is a really interesting aspect. Um, so it's like now, whenever I think of like Charizard, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's, that's like Red's Charizard or like, is it Leon's Charizard, you know, or, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool to just like solidify that, you know, in my head, but, uh, you, you really wouldn't delete my hero before, uh, masters. Yeah. Why? I'm
1: actually low key kind of getting addicted to my hero. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah. No, just cause like, I'm always like on a clockwork. I'm like, I gotta get this, uh, the, uh, what's it called? Uh, you know, when they... Uh, this patch. I'm, like, I was always trying to get this stamina to, like, level up motherfuckers and shit. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, um, I... Yeah, just fighting... sorry, Nick, but... i uh, fighting gentle criminal, like, a shitload of times. Yeah. To rack up those, uh... Those things, and then... I'm, I'm about to get him, like, the, the DX piece. Yeah. To bust him up even more. I, but, like... Yeah, I don't know. I... It's a lot. That my problem with the Masters, it's so annoying to like fully understand because mm-hmm. with the sync grid and like you got to know everyone's like all their abilities and what every move does, and it's just a pain in the ass. And sometimes I feel like it's just it just does whatever the hell it wants. Yeah. Like sometimes in some matches, like the Ho and Morty, they tank everything. Yeah. But sometimes they get one shotted by a move that's not even weak to them. Right. You know, it's just it just it's so random what the game does, and it's a really annoying sometimes yeah. with that kind of shit. Um, but yeah, at least the drop rates are really good.
0: Drop rates are really good, um, and uh, and they put certain characters in new costumes too. I like. I'm a sucker for seeing like color variations, so I like upgrading everyone to like EX rank and seeing their like alternate colors but yeah um yeah man so that's gen 7 in a nutshell there are there are a couple of spin-offs that we just didn't play um and there are a lot of uh like movies that came out in this time i know the power of us and i choose you came out in gen 9 um oh we're, also we're pokken so tournament DX which i said we oh. would wait to talk about but um yeah i mean it's just tekken but it's a pokemon game i yeah
1: i was really excited to get it but like i didn't play for very long because the the fucking shadow mewtwo is impossible it's It's dumb as shit
0: and much like tekken it is very technical so like it's not a a fighting game that you can just like drop into and like play for very long because like you know, you got to learn hitboxes and combos, and sometimes, like, the input has to be, like, a specific, like, window. And, you know, it's, it's one, it's, again, it's Tekken, you know? So, like, Tekken is very technical. Um, it's probably where they got the name from, but. Yeah. Uh, it was, it is cool to play as, like, Decidueye and Scizor and Blastoise and all of these Pokemon. Um, yeah. So, anyway, um, next time we're going to be talking Gen 8, uh, which will include sword and shield and possibly other things and uh then hopefully before january we're gonna talk gen 9 with scarlet and violet so um
1: i could finally start talking about other games again
0: yeah right it's it's been a wild ride um but honestly for everyone who's tuned in i know we kind of did a version of this last week or last episode with the uh season two premiere but Um, seriously thank you from the bottom of our hearts for listening or watching or subscribing or any combination of those honestly because it's it's hard to make content you know that personally like i'm proud of and the fact that we are this far in and this many episodes in um is uh is really cool and you know we get to just talk candidly to each other and you know and try to be funny and try to try to keep people entertained and um the fact that y'all are sticking around is proof that you know it's working uh so thanks for being here thanks for joining us 2023 is going to be a big year and we're excited to share everything that we got in you know the works for you uh with you but until then um i got 15 seconds until my camera shuts off yeah i say I have like 30 seconds all right, well, do you have any final words?
1: Um, Come to my other channel. Watch my videos.
0: Watch his videos. Watch mine. Uh, the road to 700 subs. Let's go. Woo! And uh, we will – my camera went out, but we will see you um, in the new year. So have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. See you in 2023. Bye-bye.